Good to see you all among the living. Hello and welcome everybody to the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast and you can find out more about how to join us for our live recordings at talonmix.show. Once again, that's talonmix.show. I'm Brian here as always with my pal Zach. What's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, I was just reminiscing about that time in high school where I tried to kill my friend with an axe and then got... <laughs> Only got suspended. <laughs> so so weird. Something like that maybe happens in the television show that we're about to talk about. Uh, life but... Im- art imitates life sometimes. <laughs> Before we get too into that, we have a guest. You know her. She's retur- returning guest. Uh, maybe first returning guest. Is that accurate? She She's already returned once. The this third. Is her, this is her third. Certainly the first around. third. <laughs> Timer oh, yes. guest, mm-hmm. uh, we should have. Yeah. It's Cam Godfrey. Hi, Cam. We should Hi. get you, you know, like SNL when they give you like the five timer jacket. We, we should uh, make yes. a jacket more expensive than anything we've spent on this show so far. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear it with so much pride. You'd have to wear uh, it every day. You'd have to get it stitched to your body. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, and I would. You don't even need to tell me to do that. Wonder. I know. I know. That'd be uh, that'd be obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cam, how are you? I'm great. I am honored is the word I would use. Uh, <laughs> I am. Brian, did I am, Brian call you and was like, if I have to do one more show by myself with this fucking guy, I swear That's to God. obviously what happened. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't supposed to tell you, but yeah, that is exactly what <laughs> um, Cam, what were the uh, previous episodes that you watched? To what the best of your recollection. Oh, God. I... She watched the one where uh, Chloe and Pete, where the, the thing stabs them in the cave, and they uh, right. they basically have the red ki- the same effect as red kryptonite, only they're not on red kryptonite. But right. then they give Clark red kryptonite, and uh, Pete says, damn, Chloe, I didn't know you had all that going on in the yes. car. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode. Great episode. And the kid who died in the cave had the worst picture ever in the newspaper. I remember that (laughs) vividly. To be be very honest with you, I was very surprised when Zach said I've been on this show twice. I uh, (laughs) I, I know know that I've seen at least an episode of Smallville before this, um, but (laughs) I can't imagine the two were different. (laughs) wonderful (laughs) wonderful uh before we get too into uh smallville stuff hey zach what have you been watching this week uh start the timer set it for 20 minutes oh we did have one thing we Um, wanted to talk about (laughs) i i've been as you know and as i've been telling the listeners i've been uh watching star wars movies right i started with one and then now I'm. I just watched uh, Last Jedi. Did you go into um, it intending to watch all of them, or was it just like, ah, I'll do the next one? Ah, I'll do. I was intending to watch all the Lucas ones. Got it. Got and it. then I got to the end, and I was like, you know what? It's you're here. These, <laughs> it's time to give these Disney sequels a second chance, free from expectation. Sure. And just like. How are they on their own terms? Sure. Um, 
yes. I watched Force Awakens last week. I do not like that movie. Um, I think there is enough talent involved to where I would still be like two and a half star. Like it's not terrible. Right. And there's plenty to enjoy, but I, I'm not a fan. I'm a, I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger fan than you, but like every criticism you're giving it, I don't disagree with, you know? (laughs) Yes. And last Jedi, when I saw it in theaters, I remember really enjoying the first half. And then by the end of it, I was like, I'm exhausted. This is too long. Um, And I still kind of feel that way. And there's some humor stuff that, like, some of the humor doesn't land on me. It's a little too mm. cutesy or whatever. Sure. But it is night and day <laughs> better than The Force Awakens. <laughs> and it is by far the best of the Disney sequels. And I just want to take a minute to talk about the people who hate this movie. <laughs> or as they're more commonly known, incels. <laughs> uh, Real, real fast, Cam. Cam, are you familiar with Star, like the Last Jedi? I assume you know the the discourse I, around it, but I have seen uh, one or two of the three Disney sequels, and then yeah, Great. so I, I I've either seen The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi or both. <laughs> Got it. Uh, but and they obviously had a big impact on me because I remember <laughs> which ones I've seen and what happened in them. Uh, all right, Zach. Last Jedi timer set go. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm definitely was kidding about that. If you dislike Last Jedi, I disliked it when I first saw it. it does not mean you're an incel or you're a douchebag. But if you disliked it because, um, it changed things or it wasn't reverent enough uh or any of that bullshit do you not realize that the movie is fucking about you (laughs) that's what the movie is about (laughs) it is the literal text of the movie (laughs) yes yes. like if you have problems with the like plot pacing you know had the length like i do any number of things that's fine which but which almost like... there is a ryan johnson problem and i i say that yep. as a fan of ryan johnson i think i think it has the same problems as every other ryan johnson movie except yep. knives out which i think is pretty tight um yes but knives out has the humor stuff that i'm like it's a little too cutesy for me a sure, lot of people right. love it that's great right and then secondly these same people who hate the movie for that reason also say it's like not Star Warsy at all. It is by far the most Star Warsy of these Disney sequels. Right. I think the problem is that group of people went in and they're like, this is a this is to be taken seriously. And it's like, sure, but also all the other ones were silly as fuck. Like you did not did you not know that they were they, silly as fuck? I don't mean this in a as a as a Star Wars fan, I don't mean this in a negative way at all. Star Wars is stupid. <laughs> it's like <laughs> real stupid. In a fun whiz bang retro futurism way, you know? Yes. <laughs> like it's it's imagination first at its best. It's imagination first, and then logic retroactively works because like what I came up with was cool. Like, right. And The Last Jedi has some very George Lucasy touches of just like random absurd yes. alien shit. Yes. Which I'm like, yes, give me that. Yes. Give me that. 
and then I just want to say I thought John John Williams kind of phoned it in with Force Awakens a little bit, but mm. his score for Last Jedi is dope. I really think it's re- some of his best work in the last. I agree. Um, I like yeah. I like Rebecca Ronnie thing in the chat here. Uh, they have jizz music. You think they take themselves seriously? It is true. The music they are playing in the cantina is George Lucas has called it jizz. J I Z Z. It's supposed to be a play on jazz, but he didn't realize that that but was it's jizz. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's jizz. The style that I love jizz. I love jizz music just everywhere. I love jizz music. Um, so I have a I have a broader question. If Zach, if that's interrupting a thought you're having, let me know. But as long as we're not moving on from Last Jedi, no, no, no. How do you feel? I, I think a point of controversy, and it's it's one that really is stuck in my craw because I disagree with it so hard. How do you feel about Luke Skywalker in the movie? That is the best part of the movie. I agree. <laughs> like, I I'm not crazy about the slow mo space chase. Not like I like it, but also it doesn't make any fucking like none of the logic in that makes any fucking sense. Even for a Star Wars movie, it's I'm like, it's a little. Guys. There's stuff that's a little rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, and then I, the Canto bite, I have fi- I'm fine, whatever. I like Benicio del Toro a lot. Right. But the Luke stuff is solid. Really solid. It's the best. It almost it almost feels like everything movie. else was built around the cool fucking Luke stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta I gotta talk about the chase real fast though. A lot of people, the the most common thing I see in regards to the chase, which is a main one of the main plot lines of the movie, which is very empire in the way of like it's it has several different storylines happening. Yeah. Um uh, people are like, You're telling me that uh this Empire or the First Order uh ship can't catch up to this little I don't know, the people said that the fictional spaceship can't, and I believe them. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is fake. <laughs> right. Where do we have the schematics of the First Order ship that says that it should... If they're like, hey, they, they're not catching up. I believe well, I them. I definitely did. When At the beginning of the movie, when those big, slow bombers come in, I was like, why are they so fucking slow? It's space. Just go. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, it's Star Wars. It's not science fiction. It, it That's another huge, huge Star Wars thing. Star Wars is right. fantasy. Right. Yeah. Um, as long as you're consistent within your own rules, and that's where I feel like the slow mo chase. There's a few right. things I had questions about, but who gives a fuck? There's um, one other thing. There's I, one other thing. In that early sequence, um, I uh, I was arguing with a friend about Last Jedi uh, who didn't like it for non duty for you know similar reasons of you like ah I was slow and um, right. but like was hitting. There's an opening sequence that is reminiscent of. Uh, uh, like old World War II footage, which is a major uh, sort of nostalgia point of Star Wars. Star Wars is very based around dogfighting uh, movies mm-hmm. um, and war footage. Um, but like, there's a bit where they like drop bombs from the... Sh- and uh, my friend was like, you're telling me in space? Like there's no... How would, how would the bombs drop? And literally... At the moment, I was just like, oh, there's a whole there's a whole thing in Star Wars about these magnet technologies that draw the bomb. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, I just made that up. But, like, you can just fucking do that. <laughs> like, that took me two seconds. Come on. Right. It's fucking right. make-em-ups. We're, it's supposed to be like World War II imagery, <laughs> but in space. 
Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, for the Luke Skywalker thing, it drives me nuts that everyone is all like, Ryan Johnson ruined it because they made Luke uh, run away or whatever. And I'm like, what other fucking reason was he on that island? He got handed Luke is on this island. Right. As a story plot from J.J. <laughs> right. Abrams. Right. What other fucking reason was he there? Like was a cur- like a curse kept him on the <laughs> island or something? Um, you know what's interesting is uh, I don't I, I'm sure you know this or maybe you don't. Um, apparently, um, they wrote they intended to make Luke a larger part of the Force Awakens. Um, the writer at the time, it's the guy who wrote Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a script. It's the, his script is not the credited script. Um, right. but it, you know, I'm sure there are pieces of it in there somewhere. Um, but like he was finding anytime there was a problem, Luke fixed it. And it was just like, right. Luke's got to get out of here. <laughs> the cool right. Jedi yeah. master's got to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, totally. But then you hand the next guy, Luke is on an island. Like mm. you could have had him be captive or something that would have been different. But what I, is yeah. Ryan Johnson supposed to do? And I do appreciate that Ryan Johnson it seems like he had the same reaction as me when he saw The Force Awakens, which is, really? Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking doing all this shit again? <laughs> and so he takes the storyline he's given, and he also says, okay, but from now on, we're doing something different. Right. And then J.J. Uh, Abrams says, no, no, we're not. Which, no. the thesis, <laughs> I, think, I think the thesis of the movie, or, or an argument of the movie, I, I think the... I think it's incorrect to say like the movie doesn't kind of have a final statement, but um, Luke throws the so the Force Awakens ends with uh, the new protagonist Ray landing on the island of Aktu, finding the uh, wayward Luke Skywalker and presenting him the his lightsaber from the original trilogy. Boom! Credits. We have to wait two years to find out what happens next. Um, and uh, so Last Jedi opens up and Ray hands Luke his Skywalker and he throws it over his shoulder off a cliff, which is the exact last thing I think anybody guessed would happen, which is, right. I think for some people, and the whole movie is kind of making an aim for like, let's just throw out what you thought was going to happen, right. which for some people is very scary. <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> where at, but it's exciting when you don't know what's what's coming or what's or right, where things yes. go in a different mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. Yep. Cam, you have clearly been thinking we're developing your thoughts for a little bit here and you're about to drop some real opinions on us. Um yes, I have been uh working in the lab trying to invent some Star Wars thoughts. Um, and what I've come up with is, um, if you, uh, if you don't like it for bad reasons, I think it was a good movie. And if you don't like it for good reasons, I think it was a bad movie. And that's my opinion. (laughs) Great. Great. Like, yeah. I'm just, I just want to Mm -hmm. note to the chat rebelling right now. Get ready. Cause we got fucking rise of Skywalker talk coming next week, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, Cam! You're coming back to sit through that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch the movie. I'm just gonna. I'm just. 
<laughs> through that one. And like, I'm oh, sh- this is no this is no surprise, I think, to anybody. I can just talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's at yes. any point, at any point, there is a like thought and like my top level brain. So they can just be like, tell me something about Star Wars. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got shit I want to talk about. <laughs> right. And also, to be fair, Brian and I did not have a podcast when Last Jedi came out. So we couldn't be part of that discourse. <laughs> right. And really drop our knowledge on people. And uh... <laughs> okay. Cam, what have you been watching? Anything interesting? I wish I remembered that this uh, was a question that you ask every time because I would have uh, watched something that's less embarrassing to talk about. Um, Great. I've been watching a a show uh, called Hung on HBO. Oh, yeah, that was popular for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the guy's name? Thomas uh, Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Well, the The reason. The reason why I'm watching it uh, is the same reason I've watched a lot of uh, weird things, um, which is because the, the the main thing that can get me to watch anything is that there's a character from something else I like or there's an actor from something else I like in it. And that is the main motivation behind literally everything I ever watch. Um, my favorite show, uh, I think we've talked about it, is The Expanse, which I watched because War and Peace from Sky High is the main character. Um, and I watched Hung because Thomas Jane was in The Expanse. And like everything I watch, every all the media I enga- engage with, people I love and trust will give me recommendations and I'll be like, eh, maybe. But for the main reason I watch anything is because someone from something else was in it. Um, And that's why I'm watching Hung. Cam, I want to throw a football here. Zach, Zach, I realize I shouldn't do this live with no no (laughs) consultation. But I'm just going to throw this football here. Cam, Jensen Ackles of Supernatural, which I know that you are a fan of. Guilty. Will join Smallville in season four as a main cast member. Like in the he's credits. In every episode, he's in every episode of the season. I do, I do know that. And when you mentioned this show to me before I ever came on this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, Jensen Ackles was in that. And that was the one thing I knew about Smallville. What if, I'm just hopping this out there live. What if. For all of season four, you joined us as a guest host. <laughs> She's look at her. She's, she does not want to. You can see it on her face. No, I Before actually uh, deeply would love that. Very much, I think. Do it. All right. Yes. All right we'll talk. Yes. We'll talk. I'm going to tell you right now. I fucking love season four of Smallville, and it it was generally the most hated at the time because it leans into the silly. And I'm like, what do you think we've been doing here, guys? <laughs> this is fucking silly. I will Lean say into it. that uh, I will not watch anything to catch up to season four. I don't oh, think no. you should. I, will, okay. I don't think you we should. Never I will have you. seen. I okay. I, I will have seen three episodes of before season four, and then right. all of season four. Yeah. Also, okay. season four is when we get Lois Lane, baby. Which, oh My man, favorite. I have some conversation. I have some things to talk about in regards to that with this very episode. Yes. Um, I watched something Brian. this week. 
What have you been watching this yeah, week? I'll keep it I'll keep it pretty brief. Um I've been watching a lot of uh Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder. Uh it's called The Last Drive-In. It's basically uh I, I've renewed some affection for horror hosts, uh, you know, cable TV, bad horror movies, uh, the interstitials before commercials, usually some sort of character uh, come on and be like, this is the movie. Here's a fun fact about the movie. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, uh, TNT's Monster Vision was my favorite. Um, and uh, they've kind of rebuilt, re- rebooted his show on the streaming service Shudder. Um, and I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, so basically, they have the movie, and then there are interstitials where Joe Bob Briggs, uh, who uh, is sort of this r- redneck drive-in movie critic, uh, and he gives interesting fun facts about uh, the movie you're watching. Um, and I've been watching a lot of that uh, while I've been working and stuff, and I've gotten to see a lot of weird movies that I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise, one of which was 1981's The Monster Club. <laughs> <laughs> which Good. is a uh which is a british film uh starring uh vincent price uh it is an anthology film and for 10 minutes i thought maybe it was the best movie i had ever fucking seen <laughs> it's uh basically the idea here is that a horror writer uh gets ambushed by a vampire the actual the actual it it the actual like British horror writer whom all of the stories in the anthology are based on. I was going to say, is every main character in an eighties horror movie, a horror writer? I think so. (laughs) Because Stephen King just, that's like 90% of his book. Um, So uh, he is attacked by a vampire, Vincent Price, uh, who is so starstruck by meeting his favorite writer (laughs) that he invites him to the monster club, a, a nightclub, full of monsters um and uh he pers- you know to help him get more ideas for more stories <laughs> um and uh so it is a mix of little anthology stories and just musical acts at this nightclub um it is so basically there's this wraparound story in between each sort of anthology segment um so here's the thing about the monster club Every nightclub segment is 10 out of 10. Possibly one of my favorite movie things I've seen this year. The anthology stories are forgettable to find. You know, like, none of them are bad. None of them blew my mind. Um, It sounds like we need a sequel, Brian. We need a sequel to this or a remake. Give me more anthologies and club, club stuff. I love it. I, I read Brian. I read your review on Letterbox for this, and then I looked up the movie, and I was like, "Why have I never fucking heard of this movie before?" So I actually know why, because I ha- I had not heard of it either. Um, and it's got it's got kind of a cult reputation, but it never uh, debuted theatrically in the U.S. It had a limited U.K. release. It bombed. It was absolutely very poorly received. Uh, but like four or five years later, it debuted on cable for the first time. And it just mm-hmm. sort of like lived there. Um, and well, if it wasn't released in America, it doesn't count as a movie. There you go. So. No, it, it debuted on, uh, speaking of horror hosts, it debuted on Elvira's uh, Movies oh. Macabre. <laughs> Brian, uh, I feel like host of like that role of host of horror, like 
cheesy horror movie night. That is like you. That is your job. Like you should be doing that. I literally had the thought. Like as I've been kind of like diving back, because I, I also loved it in high school. I also feel like I missed. I missed an opportunity for that. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Like really, you would be fucking fantastic. At that, that. I so, do. I do wish some version of that existed because I would. When that dude desperate. moves on. Yeah. Then you are the heir apparent. I'm going to start showing public access horror movies on Twitch. <laughs> yes. Great. Um, oh, man. I do want it. The thing is, I do want to do that real fucking bad. <laughs> um, I guess. Any Anybody else got anything? Uh, should we do anything else? A few more Last Jedi thoughts. I have so I have so many more. We're gonna ha- we have to do that. Just start. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a Star Wars. The talent mix we'll presents Wars. all the Star Wars stuff. No one cared about. Just to get it out of our system, so that we don't ever spend more time talking about it on the talent right. mix. Um, can... I would love to guest on that. Just to heckle, if that's okay think... with you guys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you also want to be a part of our Mission Impossible podcast? That we yeah. Do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'll just like be on my phone, um, yeah, and like th- not paying attention until I hear something that I hate and then I'll <laughs> yell at you guys. <laughs> um, I was, you saw the polite version of me listening to you talk about Star Wars, but that's the last time that happens. Cam, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be here this week. So I had all these last Jedi thoughts I had to get out. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Now, here's the thing. Our Star Wars opinions, I think, are very level and adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chat might correct me on that. I feel like we have very level-headed opinions on Star Wars, but we're very passionate about them. (laughs) Yes, yes. Our love for Star Wars is not adult. (laughs) No. A childlike wonder. Right, right. Um, Okay, I'm going to take a quick break uh, for the pissing, uh, and then let's get into Smallville. (laughs) Go piss, girl. Great. Yep. Great. Um, Was that supposed to make it quieter? I think it made it louder. I think it was... uh, (laughs) I think he knew what he was doing. Okay. Okay. Cam, have you ever seen the movie Tremors? Um, Is it scary? A little. I'm not a a horror thriller person. I mean, I technically it would be a horror movie, but it's not really. It's like a com- horror comedy. Uh, anyway, Brian hasn't seen Tremors, and it's a movie that he would love. And I was curious if other people have been missing out. But if you don't like thriller, horror type things. Well, um, Brian and I were just talking about this uh, before you got here. Um, we, were, I, we were talking about he wants to make me into a horror fan. Um because my, and this is apparently similar to like Emily's experience with horror, which is that her, my like h- hatred of horror came from when I was a kid and not from yeah. any actual like grown up watching horror. Right. Um, and I just saw Nope, which is the first like thriller horror movie I have, I think, ever seen. Besides, I, I did see a tiny clip of House of Wax, which I watched because Jared Padalecki was in it. As I said, I only watch things because celebrities I like are in them. Um, 
I did, and that scared the shit out of me as a grown up. So um, I do. But yeah, what did you I think watched, of? What did you think of? No, I thought. Uh, I I really liked it. I most of the people I know who didn't like it very much uh, had like expectations of Jordan Peele that weren't met. And I think that part of why I really liked it was because I didn't, because I hadn't seen anything else. Um, and so I just like, I really enjoyed it. I found that it wasn't as scary or scary at all as I thought it would be. Um, I didn't think it was scary. And that made me think like, oh, I could do this. Right. Well, um, here's, I, I, I liked Nope a lot. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it was scary, but there was some disturbing stuff right and some yeah. horror movies aren't really scary they're more disturbing some are really scary some are like just suspenseful so it's it's a very broad brush yeah like you might just need to find the kind of horror movies you like yeah. but then the problem with that is sometimes you go to the movies thinking oh i'm gonna have a fun scary time and then you see an ari aster movie and you want to fucking kill yourself <laughs> i <laughs> which is the which is just means they're working just means they're working. I, Hereditary is the most like, God, I loved Hereditary. God, that movie fucked me up. Oh, there yes. is the, the only other horror movie I think I've ever seen as an adult had Stephen Strait from Sky High in it uh, is called Lifelike. And it was very like horny and existential horror. Um, and that like got in my head. And like I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, that. That sounds like David Lynch or something. Uh, Cam, we 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 talked off mic a little bit about horror. We, we were talking about Nope, uh, and I mentioned like you know getting into horror is a little bit realizing that the things you're afraid of aren't re- once you understand how a movie works. Like they're not really there. Like no horror movie is as worse as it is in your imagination. Yeah. Um, except I was talking about Last Drive-In, and I watched Dario Argento's Tenebrae. Uh, which when you get into that schlocky, uh, Italian giallo stuff, that is in fact as bad as you were afraid of. <laughs> Lots of close-ups of stabbings and like everything right. you're afraid of is in a fucking Dario Argento movie. And I liked it, but ooh, rough stuff. Yeah, I do have like, <laughs> I do have like sensory issues. I think that like I, when there's like, something that's like really gory or like there's like visceral noises or like visceral imagery. Yeah. Um, that like, it's not even like, I, I, I don't feel scared. I feel like physically uncomfortable and that I don't like. There was only one scene in Nope that like I just was really like sitting there like, please fucking stop. I don't want to. <laughs> but even like, but I experienced that even in like The Boys, which is not scary. It's just gory. Right. Yeah. Um. And like that's like, yeah. So I don't love like viscera, mm. um, which is something that I, and that like I still feel that as an adult. So for that reason, I'm like, I don't know. I would need to talk to someone who has already seen a movie and like get the checklist of what is scary about it before. I was I just going to say that would be a great, I mean, there probably is like an online service or a Twitter feed of just like types of scares in this movie. Viscera. Like I think, mind I fuck. think there is something like that. Yeah. Does the common, dog die? Probably the common sense media with the, like to see what, what is it like for kids? Like what age is appropriate for this movie? And they tell you exactly the shit that goes down in it. 
I would yeah. love at some point to do a pod. I, I should not. I, I have to stop having podcast ideas because I'm going to have a child in February. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have this less is stuff. The first I'm hearing about it. <laughs> what? Um, oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's announced now. If uh, I said that in the Discord, but uh, that's out. I'm having a kid. I already announced uh, it on the show, Brian. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. What are you talking about? We played that off perfect. We played it off perfect. No one caught on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, but yeah, my wife and I are. If, if you have not heard that yet, or, or saw it in the Discord, uh, my wife and I. I'm cutting this out of the podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, my wife and I are having a baby in February. We're very excited. Um, but I feel like my podcasting time might go down. <laughs> uh, hence, hence where this this shows uh, transition to like maybe we need to refocus on the audio stuff. Of hey, we might need to bank a couple of these. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um, before I said that, uh, oh, I would love to do a show with. Uh, someone, aka Cam, uh, who like isn't into horror movies, and like, can I curate a rising level, like a frog boiling in water, of like a and like get and kind of like get your experience and like relate your experience back to me? Of like, no, I hate. Of like, did I think this was a perfectly chill introduction? And it's just like, no, I hated it. <laughs> I do think that level one needs to be like the Disney Channel original movie Twitches. Like you need to start <laughs> low. You um, need- <laughs> I'll throw this out there. It's like needs to start off cold. We're talking about uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Get Out is a horror movie in like a weird Twilight Zone episode way. It's yeah. weird, not in a, a horrifying, obviously, scenario, but like it's not a scary movie. Um. The implications are scary. <laughs> right. And it's weird. And it's weird and unsettling. Yeah. But it's weird and unsettling and like, what's going on at this house kind of way. Right. I do feel like I, so I watched Nope. And then I was like, I kind of really want to watch uh, Us and Get Out. But Nope was such a like, I would I think I wouldn't have liked it if I wasn't in a theater experience. Sure, sure. That I like feel like, am I going to enjoy watching Get Out at home? Do I need to be in a theater? Have I missed the opportunity to enjoy it? I, these are questions I would love to answer in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I could be a regular guest on this podcast. I would love that. You love can return that. Because exactly. I, I too am kind of a wimp. I've seen a lot of horror, but I'm also kind of a wimp about it. So mm-hmm. like, I won't watch it at night alone. Just fucking forget it. Interesting. Because then I'll have nightmares. I'll go to sleep and I'll have fucking nightmares. Mm-hmm. I do. I do hate that part of it because your nightmare is always going to be way scarier than the movie actually was. Um, What is everyone's actual like? I movie I am scaredest of. Have you ever seen the movie that I've seen? Twitches. (laughs) Are you talking about the movie? The movie that I've seen that I'm scaredest of, or that I haven't seen that I'm too afraid to watch? Either or both. I'll throw this out there. Of like, I watch a lot of horror. My wife and I will go through phases. Like, all of October is only horror movies, and then like October sometimes starts a little early in this house. Um, 
And like, we love them. Love them. Because I also think it's also like the most interesting genre of like, they're not working with a lot of money. So like, there's a lot of interesting creative stuff happening in that scene. Um, But uh, It Follows spooked me the most. Um, It's, I don't even think It Follows is a great 10 out of 10 movie, but it spooked me. Like yeah, it's the one that effective. like got under my skin and like I was looking over my shoulder for um the third act's got some issues, but once again I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking it, it spooked me. Um hereditary mm-hmm. hereditary disturbed me until we yes. get to the third act when I kind of like realized we were having a little more fun than I thought. Right. <laughs> the third act yeah. the, Hereditary, I love Hereditary. Nope. I'd put I put Hereditary into my top five favorite movies, and um, it spends a lot of time being gross, just gross. And then it's like it's kind of, oh, it's a mediation on these very dark themes, and like it kind of pulls a spike of like, nope, it's exactly what we said it was, baby. Yeah, I so I watched Hereditary for the first time during the lockdown uh and i got like halfway through when that terrible thing happens and i was like i might turn this fucking movie off i was mad like i was mad at the filmmakers i'm like i'm mad that you made me feel that yeah and then i was like i took a break and i came back to it and i was like no that just means it's working (laughs) and i'm glad i finished it because oddly i felt better after finishing the movie than if I would have just left it there. Because by the end I was like, oh, this is silly in a good way, but this right. is like right. wild horror movie bullshit. <laughs> like I feel better now. It's it takes this tone of like it is prestige. It is very serious. And like so some of the events of the movie are a little like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And then it's like, no, this is a schlocky genre movie. <laughs> Yes, yeah. in a way we didn't play before. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Um, I do want to throw out there, uh, uh, Brian. You've said this in reference to It Follows. I watched It Follows, and I was so disappointed. Like in that, I wasn't creeped out at all. I enjoyed it. Um, that's so funny, you know. And that is, I think, a thing of horror. It's n- or, or getting scared of horror. It's not objective. Yeah. yeah, it is something uh, about it follows just hit my creeped I, out. I don't bone. know, Gusenberg. I don't know how much horror you watch, but there is a thing of, with horror junkies I've found that it's like they've built up quite an immunity to, like, if you see, like, they're like that wasn't scary because I've seen all of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like a lot harder to scare them. Right. Or disturb them. Brian, to answer your question, the scariest movie I've ever seen was Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Um, Damn. That movie scared the shit out of me. I had I was watching it. I I don't I don't know how old I was when it came out, but it was in theaters. I must I think I was twelve. I don't know. I was too old to be really scared of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. But um, I was with my friends and her mom. And I um, had to get up and go to the bathroom and and wait it out (laughs) because I have a fear of like, I had a night, we've talked about this before, I think, but I had a nightmare as a kid that had to do with like 
humans being turned into mannequins um, that like really, really scared me. And so anything that was like dehumanization of people just really, really scared me as a child. And so Medusa was like my big bad. Like I just like anything with Medusa in it, like scared the shit out of me because it was like, and so I, so that not even a scary movie, not even, not supposed to be a scary movie, not even supposed to be a scary movie for the age group I was in, which was like 12 to (laughs) 14 or whatever. And have have you seen the twilight zone, the old twilight zone episode about mannequins? No. <laughs> great like, episode. Great like, episode. When you and when you and Brian do your podcast, that's like the boss. That's gonna be the <laughs> <Yeah>. final. <laughs> um, I have I have one last thought, and then we probably should get to Smallville. Uh, no, no one in the podcast version is gonna hear the horror movie conversation, and that's the yeah, benefit. I was gonna say that's yeah, that's probably a good idea. Benefit slash not benefit of coming to the live streams. <laughs> Just make sure you keep the last Jedi stuff. The last Jedi stuff is staying. That is staying. (laughs) Um, But, um, okay. So my wife, uh, I I explained this to Cam before off mic, but uh, uh, my wife was a horror baby. Well, um, our, and then she got into it and then our kind of fascination with it kind of grew together. Um, but, uh, she tells a story about she's at a, on a vacation, like a family vacation. All of her cousins are there. Uh, they put on Friday the 13th, the, the 2009 remake. She's a, she's a 12, 13 year old. And she so doesn't want to watch a horror movie. She literally just goes and sits in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah me total cam godfrey sorry i sorry i believe it was the ring it was friday the 13th was a different story uh it was the ring the ring is that get the ring that at at that age that's probably scary it's she just sat arms crossed in the bathroom (laughs) we have since watched the ring together uh my wife has become a loud insane Gore Verbinski fan in a way that I don't get. <laughs> um, and now loves the ring. Um, Since we're going to cut this out, I will do one more horror thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I was probably, I was definitely in elementary school, probably seven. Uh, my dad would let me watch more adult movies. Um, if he knew he had seen them or whatever. And I, had convinced him to rent Halloween somehow. <laughs> I think maybe he just forgot a movie that is scary. So right. Like I had worked my magic and I think it took time, but he was like, okay, we'll rent it and we'll watch it. You know, and he's like, I get, he just will throw it on before I'm going to go to bed. He's like, we'll watch a little bit before <laughs> you go to bed. And we, <laughs> As soon as the movie starts, I'm telling you, like 30 seconds in, I'm like, oh, this was a fucking mistake. I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> and I remember being like, Dad, why would you let me watch this? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I think we got like halfway through the tracking shot and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I think it's bedtime. I think it's time to go to bed. 
I have to. God, we'll get to Smallville at some point. I understand. I have to tell a Halloween story. Um, just last Halloween, Cam. I'm sorry, Cam. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so just last Halloween, the new one was coming out. Uh, so uh, Emily and I wanted to watch uh, <laughs> Arizona Assistant All Caps. Cam is here for Smallville. Um, <laughs> But uh, Halloween Kills was coming out, uh, so Emily and I wanted to watch the original. Uh, we wanted to watch Halloween 2018, which we both like, uh, and before Halloween Kills, um, which I liked. It's not good, but I had a good. T- I had a good time at the movies with my friends seeing it. Um, so uh, we're at my parents' house, and that's when we decide, like, hey, let's do it. My mom likes horror movies. Let's do it. My mom, I don't know if she hadn't seen Halloween. I don't know if she hadn't thought about it in a long time. But my mom, who, like, is generally pretty cool, quote-unquote, been on Brian and Eric a handful of times. (laughs) Um, I have a good time with my mom. Uh, Is absolutely scandalized, scandalized, that some of the babysitters are having their boyfriends come over. Ah, and just what? What? No, that's not okay. That's not okay. To which I have to reveal to my mom. Our babysitter Kara, her boyfriend Dan, came over every time. Uh, <laughs> to which my mom was like, "What?" Okay, Brian. Since when are you a snitch? <laughs> I'm a snitch just 20 years later. <laughs> I, a... I love that everyone in chat who has never seen fucking Smallville is outraged that we're not talking about Smallville. <laughs> and I love that. I'm not being sarcastic. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I also appreciate that. And also, I want to throw out there, almost every movie we've talked about, except the Monster Club, are like, Pillars of pop culture conversation. (laughs) Yeah, we're not talking about obscure shit. (laughs) The thing we talked the least about was the most obscure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into Smallville, right? This has been the Talon Mix Halloween episode. For some reason. Yeah. I'm not ready in Just Halloween mode. Just cut this mode. part out and play that, put that on the, the feed in Halloween. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. Actually, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh... Okay, before we talk about Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's... <laughs> In actuality, before we talk about Smallville, part of me is like, you know, I think the appeal of the show is like kind of just like that we're chit-chatting. Smallville is the excuse to be chit-chatting. Chat currently is telling me that is not the case. They want the Smallville (laughs) gods. I I wonder if it's because they love Smallville or they're like, I don't want to be here this long. I have to get up tomorrow. Like they have other shit to do and they're being loyal viewers. Which I don't think it's their loyal, which means feeling bad for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So, 
Arizona has work tomorrow. Aren't there like child labor laws or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna make try to make a clean cut in as well as I can. All right. All right, let's talk about Smallville. Delete is the episode we watched this week. Uh, it is the 11th episode of the third season of Smallville, the 55th episode overall. This aired January 28th, 2004. Chloe is packing up her desk at the Daily Planet and saying goodbye to her editor, Max Taylor. Max Taylor. Creeper? Creeper. Creeper? Kind of, oh, yeah. A little creepy on her. A little creepy. A little creepy. Has yeah. a full Smallville wiki profile. Does he ever appear again? No. I mean, he gets killed. He gets a... He gets Does a, he get killed in this episode? Alert. He gets yeah. killed in this episode, Brian. I don't yeah. remember that. I watched it a couple days ago. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, he remarks that... She must have been enemies in high places to get blacklisted while still in high school. I don't know if that's the... <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would take away from that. I also want to say that um, this this Daily Planet set, the Daily Planet will become, beyond when I was watching Smallville, the Daily Planet would become a pretty like prominent set on the show. Is that correct, Zach, who has seen the whole thing? Yes. So, but not. It doesn't look like that. It. it, That's the thing. It doesn't. This is not what the daily. Maybe maybe they move. No, but they don't move offices. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are in the basement for a lot of it. So maybe the basement looks different. Mm. But uh, it's it's very different aesthetics. Um, Uh, So, Brian, you didn't get creeper vibes from this guy. I mean, he's like. He is very like teacher who's too friendly mm. with students. I think that's fair. I didn't get the vibes. I might have been too focused on the set. And then the secretary's like, "Your wife called about dinner," and I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, no. that's weird. Why? Why did that happen?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wondering why that was even. I wonder if it... something got cut out. I don't know. It's I like... also wonder that now. <laughs> It's, isn't it weird that Chloe had a desk at the Daily Planet? I thought like she just was a high schooler writing a column once in a while. So, how often is Chloe tra- like commuting Driving to Metropolis? Three hours to Metropolis, yeah. <laughs> for email exists at this for all. <laughs> She's not even doing like research reporting. She has like a column in the Daily Planet. <laughs> she has a job and she gets fired from it. Like she's actually a writer for the Daily Planet, and she's running the Torch, which apparently puts out an issue every day. Right. <laughs> Wait, is so Metropolis is three hours away? That's canon. That, that's that's, that's that our estimation. Mentioned. No, they said that. Okay. They said that last episode. Okay. Brian. Okay. Because okay. I feel like three Metropolis hours. trips to Metropolis come up a lot. Right. Even more and so, we'll just get more and more. That's the fact that it's three hours away is insane to me. That like is truly feels like I mean, an error. I think it will that will fluctuate with time. It's like a Game of Thrones. The travel distance mm. gets shorter. <laughs> I want to throw something out there. 
the viewership has dropped a similar amount once we started talking about Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See? So I don't think... I understand that there is a vocal percentage <laughs> in chat. I don't know if they are the most reflective. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut that out. But Lucenberg, <laughs> they do. They do see it on the horizon in an episode. They go up to on the top of the it was like a fucking windmill or something. And they see the skyline quite far in the distance. And I was thinking about that as I drove to work today because I can see a mountain that is like a three hour drive. Oh, I can see it. Right, right. It's you know, like right. If if it if my town, my hometown was like flat, you could see New York City. It's not flat right. was the thing, but yeah. Um, Kansas is flat though. Kansas is flat though, except for in Smallville where there's a gorge, except for in a forest, and, also, yeah, mountains and, <laughs> and it just happens to look a lot like Vancouver. Yes, <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Chloe gives uh, her editor, Max Taylor, a couple of stories that she's working on and asks him to look over them. It is impossible for him to publish anything uh, she has written, so Chloe suggests a pseudonym. Her cousin's name, Lois Lane. I took deep issue with this. Yeah, okay. I took so much issue with this. Please oh, elaborate. To be, that she just said, like, Here's here's my cousin's name. She won't mind. She's not a journalist. Where it's like not she wouldn't mind because she she wants to get into journalism. She would mind because you just took her name and published it. <laughs> right, yeah. Um so here's my question. I I, I know someone is getting nasty feedback on their yes. microphone. And I believe it's Cam. Oh, because you have it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was it was scraping against something or something. You're good. You're uh, good oh, now. sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. If you want to take a headphone out, take out the other side. Because <laughs> that's not where the microphone uh, console it's is. Micro- oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm looking at the reverse of me. And so I thought, okay. All good. So, so this Lois Lane reveal. I can't tell you what a fucking shockwave this sent through the Smallville world at the time. Like, this was Luke, I am your father. Like, this is like (laughs) this was huge because the the audience is like, when are we going to get Lois Lane? Are we ever going to get Lois Lane? Is she going to be a part of this? And then it's like, she's Chloe's fucking cousin. Guess what? We're just going to drop it in this teaser and move on from it. Which I believe okay. there was a popular fan theory that is not undersold by this moment that Chloe Sullivan would end up being Lois Lane. She is right. certainly the Lois Lane archetype in Smallville. And people want, there is a big faction of the audience that wants Chloe and Clark to get together. And so they're like, maybe she's Lois and they will end up together. It it makes so much sense of like, she is a romantic interest in the show. Uh, And like, so obviously there are going to be fans of that. Uh, It's she's the journalist character. It, 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 It connects enough. Do you think they clearly they were, leaving that open. I think in the writer's room, I think 
it's possible they were leaving that open. Oh, so like maybe she just does take her her cousin's name and use it. I'm not saying they were like, yes, that's the plan. But like, I think it's possible that they were like, yeah, and maybe she is. Right. Yes. that I, I could see that for that sure. That makes sense as a move that they would want to do to like keep right. people talking about. Right. She right. That's something I very. I... Sorry, Cam, go ahead. Oh, as someone who has not, who doesn't have any context, I w- was very surprised when you said that this was like the first time that was teased and dropped. I just assumed seeing that moment that like we knew that she was Lois Lane's cousin and Lois Lane is either a character or being talked about because that was like a weirdly like slipped in there moment that was like, can't be the first time we hear Lois Lane, right? No, it's a, it's a Nietzsche it line, essentially. Uh, Smallville is very slow and deliberate about introducing the mythology, Superman mythology stuff into the world. Because don't like, get me wrong, it's embarrassed today, about it. <laughs> by today's standards, it's like, crawling there mm. like yeah but i like i like that about the show because there's always another thing another place you can go here's yeah. the thing here here's the thing about all of that i think if this was just a supernatural teen show i think zach you and i would still like it even if it wasn't super rare. yes mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a good thing that's a good thing um but um i I would love to, at some point, when they get to this episode, try to remember, call Talkville. They might actually have some insight that I'm actually uh, interested in. Yeah, of like we need worthy. To start was down, that, yeah, we need to start writing down our questions and then just calling them when they get to these episodes. I genuinely want to know: is that something the writers' room was like open to? Was that something they were like, yeah, hey, but maybe that is the our- case. Have we burned our Talkville bridges now? If you call them like this motherfucker, question's not getting on the air. We can make a new fucking number. It's fine. We can make somebody (laughs) else fucking call. It's fine. We can work that out. This is Emily, big fan of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Draz brings up a good point here. Today, every show is scared they'll be canceled after two seasons, and for good reason. Yeah. yeah, that's the strategy, the Netflix strategy. Right, right. Like which two or three I, seasons. Which Smallville certainly still had to like fight uphill to like Smallville was a big hit. Um an unprecedented hit. But for the CW. That is important. Um Okay. Did we we didn't do the theme yet, right? We didn't hit we did we have not even hit oh, the theme point, right? We haven't got there yet. This is a long weird teaser that goes all over the place. Right. Okay. Lex is working late at Luther Corp and goes looking for an on-call tech guy. He finds Molly Griggs. He explains his problem and she gives him a disc which should scan for the viruses. He asks, after he leaves, Molly finishes removing the hard drive from Chloe's old computer. Chloe arrives at the Torch office, and Pete tells her that someone came by and confiscated all of the donated computers. She exits the school late at night and is run down by a familiar Dodge pickup. She has to dive under to, uh, under the pickup to avoid harm and is shocked when Clark climbs out of the truck. 
Clark looks equally surprised to see the wrecked truck and Chloe on the ground. <laughs> Cam, you go first. I have a lot to say. I think you look like you had something ready. I, this moment uh, just touched me. I don't know. I this this car this this car crash where she she ducks is I think the best moment in TV history. Um, it was just beautiful to watch. I thought it was so smart. You think this is car crash of the year nominee for sure for. Yeah, I mean, just the way that she, like, dodges it, like, (laughs) just, like, goes into a push-up position and, like, avoids it is just so... This counts as two car wrecks, right? Because it hits another car, Mm -hmm. Brian. Mm -hmm. That would be two, right? Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. So is that... That's how you do it? I feel like a car wreck is usually... Cars... We're we're going by cars wrecked. (laughs) Cars, cars wrecked. Okay, okay. So two cars were wrecked in the making of this. I think that's what we've been doing. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, okay, so I, I, this might be the first car on car. No, it can't be. It can't, it be. can't be. It cannot be. I can't think of Brian, another time. What's where's your tally at right now? 25, 30, 35, 40. We've had almost we had forty four car crashes. Brian, we can't remember them all. I promise you, there was one car on car. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I no. I believe you, but we I don't know. We have to start from episode one. <laughs> yeah. Roll the tapes. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back to Lex with this uh, tech guy lady. She really does get the like tech guy attitude down for sure. Like mm, the what's that old. Was that a Jimmy Fallon sketch on SNL Move where he was the <laughs> right. tech IT guy? Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> she really has that attitude. But I've, they really need to get better actors to match with Rosenbaum with, like, romantic. Yes. Because the, they haven't got one yet that can hold their own against him. Nope. And I, I, to who? be fair, is there... Lex? What was that? Le- Lex. So, Lex. Lex. Okay. Every time they introduce a... <clears throat> character like a romantic interest as this tech person is kind of in that scene like a flirty scene yeah yeah the actor the acting is not up to par like of the guest character with rosenbaum and it's like very like cringy for me anyway right it's it's i mean is there anyone till crook that's what i was gonna say Kristen crook might be who is you know good Good on this television show. Um, um, so, okay, and then we go to the the offices of the talent of uh, the torch, where Pete gets his one scene of the episode. What is going on with this actor, Brian? Something has to be going on. We're all. I think we're already like we're transitioning out, right? But like they are calling him in. He's in the opening credits, and he has been in one scene for with like three lines for several episodes now. I, I mean, I think I think there's an element of like, I 
don't get me wrong. I think Pete leaving the show, I don't know this. I don't have this confirmed. This is me speculating. But like, I think Pete leaving the show is a creative reason, not a like actor right. reason. Um, and I think obviously they've accepted like, ah, oh, we don't have anything to do with Pete. And so like, we need to pay like, his contract is for X amount of things, so he needs to be in the show. But it's more, uh, yeah, yeah. Rather than and obviously, if you're if you're the guy playing Pete, you're gonna show up to get your check, right? Right. But it's right. I, I think on everyone's level, it's like we're phasing How you out of the show. Must but that event to film, I'm those... sure it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like I uh, he knows what's going on. They everyone on set knows what's going on. Right. Right. Ugh. <laughs> It's terrible. I'm sure it's awful. So, <laughs> so Lionel Luther donated computers to the school newspaper and he took them back. Can you take back donations? Like legally, once you've donated, I feel like that's not yours anymore. You can't just come take those computers back. Can Lionel Luther get away with it, though? Right. That's true. I guess he probably <laughs> didn't ask permission. He just went in. Right. In any sort of normal circumstance, no. Do I believe Lionel Luther can maybe make it happen? Maybe. If Elon Musk donated computers to a high school and then took them back, do you realize the media firestorm that would be? (laughs) I mean, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Could Elon Musk be like privately, uh, I want to take these back? Or. I'm going to post on Twitter <laughs> that I wanted these back. <laughs> and then you have to deal with a bunch of adult man children uh, who yeah, worship that's me. True. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. You're right. Lionel Luther oh, doesn't What if Lionel was alive in the age of Twitter? He would have had a following. Lionel would have been president if he was, if he existed 10 years later, Lionel Luther would have been fucking, I would vote for Lionel Luther over Donald Trump. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's he's we gotta, evil, we gotta get you a sign it, to put in your lawn. He's evil, but at least he's really fucking smart. Lionel Luther. <laughs> That's I, worse. I don't think not to get not to get too into current events on uh on on a recording, but I don't think Lionel Luther would sell nuclear stuff. <laughs> Which is what we're all generally assuming is happening right now. <laughs> That's what we're all assuming the boxes of documents were for. <laughs> oh my god. I love these people who are flipping out because Hillary Clinton had a private email server are now going to defend this motherfucker who literally took documents about nukes and had them in his house just in a box. <laughs> and then hosted a giant, like, uh, golf tournament with a bunch of, like, Saudi diplomats. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is irrelevant. I'm sure nothing will come out about that being yeah, any before, sort before of front. Hit, before we hit the back nine, you would have come see what's in this box upstairs. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just throwing that on the record as I don't know what oh. history will have to say about these events, but here in the year of our Lord 2022. Doesn't look great. <laughs> Don't look great. No, no, there's no answer to that question that is satisfying. There's no answer that's like, oh, that's okay. 
<laughs> there's some that are way worse than others, but there's none that's like, oh, cool, yeah, j- no, that's fine, dude. That's always oh, for a scrapbook. Great. The best. Cool. It's not good when the best case scenario, the best case scenario is, oops. <laughs> 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 oh god. Um okay. I think this is our best episode ever, Brian. I don't I'm know what you're talking about. I'm agree. Yeah, okay. I'm leaving this in the other chat hates this stream. Hates it <laughs> with a fiery passion. I'm having a great time. I'm talking to my buds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, really maybe they're time. not ready for season one, Brian. If this is not, <laughs> <laughs> it's because the... then they have to listen to us talk about current events from two fucking years ago. <laughs> the vitriol in chat right now is explosive. No, <laughs> 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 though, though uh... Gusenberg says, "Okay, if we talk about tremors, I love tremors." <laughs> once again once again i said this earlier but like part of the appeal of like the show for me is like i guess i hang out with my buddy zach and like smallville is just an excuse to hang out no not for chat (laughs) no we have created a monster of smallville hungry chatters who have never seen smallville but they don't want to talk about anything else they're, they're Smallville wiki fans, is what they are. They're yeah, not Smallville true. fans, yeah. but they're diehard fans of the Smallville wiki. Oh my gosh. At the hospital, Sheriff Adams declares Clark to be stone sober. Stone sober. And questions the two teens about the incident. Clark can't remember leaving the library. Chloe tells the sheriff it looked like Clark lost control of the truck. The sheriff dismisses Clark, and he runs into Lana, who introduces him to Adam Knight, who just finished another session of physical therapy. Any any thoughts? Cam, you go first. I have thoughts. Um, If you only accidentally almost kill someone with your car uh, because you lost control of your vehicle... That's cool. That's kosher. We're cool with right. that. Also, he did hit another vehicle. <laughs> like Who so- is the owner of that car? The like the the letting him off the hook because he lost control of his vehicle is like as if involuntary manslaughter doesn't it? Like as if like right. You're, also, you're not allowed to just lose control of your vehicle. You're still in trouble. I don't think they question the like the person who was driving the car in the same room as the person they almost hit. I don't think they do that. Most. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Wouldn't. Yeah. As long as as long as she's okay with it. Uh, yeah. Then... Oh, you're cool. All right. Okay. Keep driving. Good luck, sixteen year old. Here's the key. <laughs> also, the sheriff does mention how many times he's. She doesn't give a number, but how many times did they have destroyed this same fucking car? She's like, your family knows how to go, really does go through the vehicles. <laughs> That's someone in the writer's room. Car. Like, we got it. We got to yeah. make a joke. We here. have to mention it at this point. They should pick a different color truck because that one's bad luck. Like, it's not. They. <laughs> 
Next time through, Brian, we're keeping track of how many times that truck gets totaled. I think that's a great idea. Uh, what's, what's the financial situation of Superman's family? They're not broke. good. They're broke. They're broke. <laughs> okay. So it's not just like cars are disposable. No. No. They, I mean, like, they must have the best insurance coverage. Like, they pay a lot for insurance. Just after every well, yeah, car wreck, because, they're like, it's fine. That's because Clark never gets in trouble for wrecking cars, so his insurance doesn't go up. <laughs> the sheriff said it was fine. Please don't raise the insurance. Also, while we're on the subject, later in this episode, Clark, it's a big plot point that he owns a laptop. <laughs> Today, that might not seem like a big deal, but 2003, 2004, when this season was, a 16-year-old having his own laptop, not that common, especially not for people who are fucking broke with their farm, relying on the forced child labor of their son. Did you have a laptop when you were 16, Brian? Um, No, 16, no. Um, Me neither. Yeah, God, I guess you're right. Of... That was not a common commodity. I wanted one at 16. Like, I knew right. a human being. The I knew human beings who'd had them. Thick. Right. He's like, let me open my laptop. <sighs> right. I was probably eight. By Vancouver, I had one. When we were in college together, I had one. And I was. Okay, so not. But you were, you were going away to another country on your own. That's like, you weren't right. like out in the fucking barn. Right. So, like, I was 17 when I went to Vancouver. So actually I wasn't that far off. Yeah, that's true. I turned, I turned 18 in Vancouver. If they sent Clark off to another country to college, I'm (laughs) sure they would give him a laptop. That makes sense. (laughs) I don't think the Kents are a two computer family. Is all I'm saying. In 2003, 2004, because my family wasn't back then. Like we had one computer and you took turns (laughs) and it sucked. No, we had uh, we had the desktop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to cut this out. Try right. watching porn on that thing, Brian. I don't. I'm going to decide if I'm going to cut this out. Uh, but I I I find <laughs> the this part to where be a, we go into t- to porn now. I find that I think this is a charming story. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to talk about porn, Brian? I'm going to talk about my father's porn habits that I know. Smallville. Hold on. Smallville Nights. <laughs> this is a reprise, Cam. We've done this. We talked about, I think we talked about porn for a substantial amount of time once. But it was a. It was in the text of Smallville. It was something in the text. I also, was... also grow up. It's. <laughs> <laughs> grow the fuck up. Everyone here is a human being. Grow yeah. the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, so, I I I want to. I really want to stress. I really find this to be a charming story. I'm not roasting a guy. Um, but uh, so we had a family computer, uh, and I could happen. To, uh, you, we were not as aware of search history. My father's porn searches on the family computer consisted of nude women 
naked women. <laughs> naked breasts. Is that not what you're supposed to look up? <laughs> Wait, Brian. How do you guys find I didn't know this was your dad and not one of your brothers. I, I, I know. <laughs> okay. I, I need more. I need more of an answer to that There kind of just isn't. I know. I know. So my family's computer was in like the fucking living room. So I never looked up porn on my family computer. I had to use my imagination. <laughs> like I lived in the fucking 20s, Brian. That was okay. 99% of the time. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> um, it's naked breasts. Naked <laughs> And I remember, oh my god, I was such a deluded like Catholic child. I remember like being mad at my dad. <laughs> like I was mad at. Now keep in mind, I was looking at porn too, but like I was. You're supposed to be better. <laughs> it's I, like in some level of like my parents are still married to this day. Uh, uh, happy as I think people can be. Uh. And I remember just being like, dude, that was, that's, that's not what you're supposed to know. I went to Catholic school. I was a good Catholic boy. And then it was, it wasn't until, um, I'm maybe a freshman in high school and I overhear downstairs. My mom had gone away for a little bit, some sort of trip. Uh, and my, uh, I can overhear them downstairs uh, saying, um, my dad is telling me, yeah, I hung out with, while you were away, uh, my high school buddy and I, whose name is Alan, we went to a strip club. It was weird. (laughs) And my mom just being like, ah, gross. (laughs) But like that, you not a little like, oh, just, I'm learning from like sensory, like hearing that conversation that human sexuality is like fine. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Don't be afraid. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, that was, that was the, fr- that was the time years later where I forget like, Oh, my parents have a healthy sexual relationship, which is simultaneously gross. And also <laughs> comforting. Right. Uh, I can't relate. My mom has never had sex except for the one time where she she made me. My parents had sex three times and made my brothers. Yeah, twice. <laughs> me and my brothers. <laughs> um, um, Brian, just to back, back to Smallville for a second. <laughs> I might now leave everything in. Of just in fucking, just so Brian, everyone can experience, should. just so everyone can experience that. Like this is a hangout podcast this, where we sometimes talk about Smallville. Psych! Um, it's always been a hangout podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we uh, there are some reactions here. I'm reading this cold. My neighbor's young, this is Gusenberg in the chat. My neighbor's young daughter came over to use my laptop and looked up porn on mute. And I was like, the absolute courage to do that. I cannot imagine. How old is this daughter? I must know. It's... <laughs> I, I was like, I, I did a lot of uh, audacious 
popcorn reading. Um, Most of my, most of my human sexuality was learned through fan fiction reading. Yeah. I, I was reading, uh, like real raunchy fan fiction, like in honors bio, like, <laughs> like that was a lot of my, uh, well, I always had a laptop, uh, from middle school. Um, and that, uh, is, uh, one of the reasons why I, uh, am gross. Like, I, I think that that, I think that that deeply ruined me. Grandpappy grown out. It says I had the Bible. <laughs> See, I also uh, did not get any Christian guilt or repression. Um, Were Jews you... are allowed to be horny. Okay, okay, um, got it, yeah. I don't, like, I, at least in the denomination, the very lax denomination I belong to, like, it's just, like, not. In in general, like, my experience has been, I, I, like, I'm curious, yours, um, my, <sighs> Most of my Jewish friends, and I'm not familiar with like Jewish denominations and like what the like, but like my friends and like my Jewish friends, Catholic friends, we all relate. <laughs> like we all have like the similar like we all feel bad about the same things. <laughs> Interesting. I think I don't. I don't know. I've been. I've been thinking about it a lot because. Um, in Judaism, uh, there's not a lot of cosmic consequence. Mm. Um, like there's not a huge, there's a, there's a, a some people believe that hell exists in Judaism, but like generally it's accepted that like, we don't, um, participate in Judaism out of fear of cosmic consequences. We participate out of a commitment to a relationship with God. So it's more of like a, Um, so like I've met like deeply like homophobic Jewish people. Um, and when I think about like the fact that there's no, that there's not this concept of hell, I'm like, are you just homophobic for fun? Like what? (laughs) what, 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 Cause it, cause at least I think when Christian people do it, it's like, they think that I'm going to hell and they're trying to save me where I've met Jewish people who do it. And I'm like, what you just think it's gross? <laughs> so, so I have one last porn story. Is Brian gone? I Brian needs to hear this porn story, so I'm gonna wait to tell. Okay. Him. Um, but I, I do also want to say, in the weird case, this ends up on your podcast is like there's no like singular Jewish experience and belief, so like whatever um but in my experience like there's like i don't i didn't have to be afraid to be horny because i'm not going to hell right (laughs) so i can be as horny as i want to be right i was created in the image of god uh so god must be really fucking horny like i don't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for sure yeah Oh man, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I mean, we we can't get started on religion. Definitely can't because then we'll be talking for a long time. I think this should be a two-parter. This is a two-part <laughs> episode of this show. Or do we need like an intermission? 
I I love two parter. Part one is everything that's not about Smallville, and part two is like a fifteen minute episode where we talk about Smallville. Yeah, just release them separately. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, yeah. So Brian is. So should we try to guess what he's doing in the bathroom? Because if it <laughs> takes much longer, it's going to be an easy guess. I he didn't say that he had to go to the bathroom. I was thinking that something crashed, but oh, we are maybe because usually he does make uh, much ado about the fact that he has to pee. So yes, Arizona, you might be right. <laughs> we just, all this talk of porn. He just had to. Cam, have you seen? Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Um, some of it, yeah. Have you seen the one with the contest? No. It's no. a classic one. You should watch it. But I, I don't want to explain it because it won't be funny. But just watch <laughs> the contest. Okay. Basically, they they have a contest to see who who can go the longest without masturbating. Mm. And. Uh, there's a moment that reminds me of what just happened with Brian, if that is in fact what he's doing right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna just for my own sake assume not and never think about <laughs> <Yeah>. it again. <laughs> I appreciate that he logged off if that's what was happening. <laughs> he at least logged off. Yeah. Arizona had a theory about what you were doing uh while you logged off there. I had to take a poop. Okay, I, uh, we, our theory was different that you, we all this talk of porn got you <laughs> really excited, and I we appreciated that you logged off at least. That would be that would be a good thing if that was the thing. Okay, last porn story, and then Smallville. Um, I'm in the computer lab in the library in high school, sitting oh, next no. to some oh, idiot. No. Keep in mind, this is early 2000s, and saying this kind of thing was obviously still shitty mm. back then, but it was more common. Anyway, this guy, this guy looks at me and goes, look at the website I'm visiting. And he typed in, Zach is gay, making fun of me. And then he hit enter. And uh, there's a website, Zach is gay. And uh, it had some pretty shocking images that popped up in the middle of the library (laughs) in high school. Uh, Don't mind me, I'm just Googling something. Serves him right. Are you checking to see if it's still up? Um, I did uh, have a friend who got in trouble at school because she was uh, looking things up. She was like, just like word.com and um, she Googled butt.com <laughs> and found I whatever she found at butt.com. Found what she was looking for, yeah. And then she was like, oh my God. I can't believe what's on butt.com. I should warn people about this. And she sent an email to everyone in the grade that said, don't go to butt.com. And butt.com, of course, became a hyperlink. I know. It's like, oh. And so she sent out. She sent out an email that said, don't go to this hyperlink that everyone's going to go to. And I don't know what's on butt.com, but I assume it's butts. Um, and she did get in trouble for that email. Don't go to this website. <laughs> to be Brian, fair. We should tell people don't listen to talent mix. It'll be the easiest way to get people to listen to talent. I think that's a great 
I actually, I think that's a great marketing strategy. Uh, All right. The next day, (laughs) Lex tries to return Molly's disc and learns that no one named Molly works in the tech department and all hard drives from the computer she was working on were wiped out. Any comments? No. Great. At the we ta- don't have much to say about Smallville, Brian. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, at the Talon, Lana makes Adam a complicated cup of coffee, and Adam remarks how uncomfortable she seemed around Clark last night. Lana explains that she uh, that they have a lot of history. She knows that Clark still cares for her, and she can't control that. But he doesn't know what he wants. So, in this scene, Adam meets Clark for the first time. Yes. And he he guilts him about not visiting Lana in the hospital. Why is everybody in this show guilting Clark for respecting Lana's wishes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he told, the thing he told Lana said Lana said don't visit me anymore I don't we can't be friends because I always get hurt and then everyone in the world is like Clark why didn't you visit Lana in the hospital it's fucked up literally literally the thing Lana said nah don't <laughs> also the I do have something to say about the scene with Lex and the tech guy that tech guy I'm pretty confident comes back not as the tech guy, but that actor plays Toy Man in seasons eight and nine. <laughs> Toy Man being a DC villain. Yeah, not one of the better ones. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a long paragraph. Clark is examining the pickup when Chloe arrives at the Kent farm. She informs him that there was no tampering done to the truck. She asks the mechanic. She starts to cry and says that she can only apologize for investigating Clark so many times. Clark realizes that Chloe thinks he tried to run her over on purpose. He admits that he still isn't over her betrayal. And Chloe reminds him of his own recent bad judgments. I'm going to throw out there running someone over is worse than what Chloe did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If Chloe actually thinks Clark tried to run her over on purpose, why did she cover for him with the cops? Right, right, right. Uh, But then they switch gears. Uh, And she asks him if he remembers anything about the library. And he says the last thing he remembers is working on his laptop. Chloe examines the computer and learns that he downloaded an email from someone named Brainwave just before the accident. It is revealed that, quote-unquote, Brainwave is Molly Griggs' screen name as she prepares to send an email message to Lana Lang. Lana finishes showing Adam around the school when she receives an email message on a handheld device that Lex gave her. The message consists of flashing lights rather than words. 
Lana's eyes glow. So, um, I appreciate Chloe. We've talked about this before, but characters in TV shows reading things at like mm-hmm. warp speed, apparently. Because mm-hmm. she pulls, she goes to Clark's laptop where he's uh, has a half written essay on General Sherman, and she like she looks at it and she goes, "Interesting take on General Sherman." Like she read the essay <laughs> in three seconds. <laughs> Also, not only did she read the essay, but she knows enough about Civil War General Sherman to know that his take is an interesting one. And I'm not lying to you when I'm I'm saying this. I went back and tried to see what Clark's take on General Sherman was, but I could not make it out because uh, <laughs> it was cut off. I don't know what his take was, though, Brian, because General Sherman was kind of a prick. So is Clark take that he wasn't a prick? <laughs> I know nothing about General Sherman. <laughs> he he was a general for the North, which is good. But he went on a rampage through the South, like setting people's homes on fires and, and like killing people and doing all sorts of terrible shit. Maybe less so, good. Yeah. <laughs> or was his take regular and she... Uh, had the opposite she is day. a racist secretly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a question uh, pertaining to the past. This this what what year are we in? Two thousand three. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Is email like really cool? Like, is it cool that like emails around personal devices where one can get their email is maybe less so. Lana does get it on her phone, though. Lana gets it on a device Lex gave her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is literally specified in the wiki. But is it like, would you have been watching this and be like, oh, my God, she sent an email and it brainwashed them. That's so cool because emails excited. No, that's that's more like late 90s, like The Net. Right. Yeah. It's a movie with Sandra Bullock. It's all about the internet is scary. Yeah. I think by 2003, 2004, I was doing homework assignments where we were writing, sending them via email. Okay. That's what I wanted to, to know. Yeah. Oh, so I which was, I like, what the vibe this, of this episode is. Where it's like I didn't cool see this and go, cool. Like okay. But my junior year of high school assignments were sent in via email, which was great for me because I didn't like to do set assignments so I could like throw a file in the email and just be like, I don't know why it didn't work. (laughs) Sounds like your problem. (laughs) Uh, Do that anymore. What's that? Because the teachers grew up with that. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, they can catch us. And it like, I think that no, don't worry. They always knew at the time, (laughs) (laughs) but they didn't have enough to bust me on it, which was all I was worried about. Don't go to school. Uh, don't go to school. Don't now go to school. Can, In fact, just be like, let me check your, let me check the history of that document on your Google Drive. Check the edit history. Oh, it got yeah. deleted. Let's just yeah, go back right. and edit history. Right, right. Um, that's that's kids' problems now. I, I I've talked to my wife a lot about school stuff uh, going forward, and like we've generally understood that my wife will have to handle all school stuff because my answer will be don't. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And I'll be like, don't. (laughs) 
if like I've, I, literally if I'm at a parent teacher conference and the teacher is like they don't do their assignments I'm like fucking rad cool they should <laughs> <laughs> I mean that very seriously is the thing and after receiving the message Lana immediately seeks out Chloe and bashes her <laughs> Uh, Lana immediately seeks. So Lana, Lana read an email. Her eyes are glowing. Uh, after uh, and after receiving the message, Lana immediately seeks out Chloe and bashes her head against the wall and throws her down the stairs. Lana follows her down the stairs and coolly states that she is trying to kill her. Lana kicks her in the chest and hits her across the face before Chloe starts to fight back and they fight violently and intensely down the stairs. Chloe rams Lana into the firehose case and the latter grabs an axe. The latter being Lana. Uh... <laughs> Wiki, this wiki. is like a blow by blow. Wiki, the- we're getting a little like. <laughs> Just put there was a fight scene. <laughs> That's what they were doing before. They got real yeah. virtuoso here on the uh, on the wiki. Uh, she chases Chloe down the hall, through the locker room, and into the shower. Uh, we get full like CW teen in a bra shot they are in the they are in the girls locker room in the shower so this is the closest the chat is going to get to what they want right chloe lana Uh, she chases Chloe down the hall through the locker room and into the shower. She knocks Chloe down and is about to bring the axe to her head when Adam intervenes and with some impressive martial what arts is he of doing his own in the women's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> the scene opens with this motherfucker. I don't know how how old is this guy supposed to be, Brian? This I Adam guy. I think he's supposed say. to be high school age. But he's not going to high school. So I he don't shows know. up at the school. He's hanging out with Lana and she's like uh, he's like, I'll wait outside or some shit. And then he goes out. Then they have this massive fight scene, which is pretty great, actually. And it ends up in the girls' locker room. And he shows up at the last second and stops that. How did he get to the girls' locker room? He was outside. Did he hear like, oh, it sounds like a fight? In the girls' locker room? It sounds like Lana fighting <laughs> in the girls' locker room. <laughs> I better go investigate. <laughs> He's really to a hero, fair, is what he is. To be fair, if I heard a fight happening in the girls' locker room in high school, I might have gone to investigate to help. Also, <laughs> in high school. Uh, Any excuse. That's so brave of you. Um, Lana finally stops trying to kill Chloe when Chloe trips her and she hits her head on the floor and asks what happened now memory loss clark clark lost his memory and lana has so far that's two cam any 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 thoughts um if someone uh tried to beat me up and then 
all of a sudden was like, what happened? If, I, don't, I don't know if I would buy if, that. Okay, so imagine you're in high school. <laughs> I I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out there for everyone kind of watching right now slash on this stream slash in the chat in in any you know what listening to the podcast version of this high school was a little tumultuous right <laughs> we were all into some weird stuff we we're all <laughs> mm-hmm. now you're attacked by someone with an axe <laughs> what do you hope happens to them <laughs> I'm going to throw bare minimum out there. Would anyone disagree? Chat on the stream recording this podcast. Would it be unreasonable to hope that they don't go to the high school anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Brian, not only that, in the next scene, Chloe says, you got us suspended. So they didn't. Expel Lana. They also suspended Chloe for so they were like those girls got into a fight. That checks. They're both in trouble. Sorry, wait. That checks out as something that would happen in high school to me, one hundred percent. Not if one of them had an axe, though, right? If one of them had an axe, that's never happened to me. Look, she shouldn't have come out. You've never been attacked by an axe. Shouldn't have fought back. They. Do uh, I I can fully imagine someone just standing there with an axe, uh, and someone else standing there just having been attacked by an axe, and a teacher being like, "I don't care who started it." <laughs> yes, she was wrong to come at you with the axe, but you were also wrong to fight back. <laughs> Did any? I'm writing this down as a sketch pitch because I think that's very funny. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. Did any of you guys get in trouble in high school for like fighting or anything like that? Not in high school. I got in trouble a lot in school for um, yelling at teachers and storming out of classrooms. Oh, was that um, your move? I, I never had a lot of. I never had trouble with other students. I was a, a very, very bad child. I, I, um, in the wake of when, when was Columbine? 99? 99. I know this is going somewhere. I was an awkward, like, I, I didn't know quite how to navigate a lot of things. Like a lot of like, this is not me in high school. Even in Vancouver, uh, Zach, when we went to college together, like was very like, I didn't know how to navigate social situations. Um, but, uh, I, uh, was pegged by the principal as like potentially dangerous students of like, I had been, uh, in like the, the peg was on a math test. I had made two independent drawings I know, I know that they were independent drawings. One was a stick figure with a bunch of guns, like kind of Quentin Tarantino style. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, 
shooting stuff. Uh, the other was a depiction of stick figure me frustrated with the test behind a desk going help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one was scary. first, Brian? Which one was first on the test? Earlier, earlier on the test. We, and to be fair, to be fair to me, there were two stick figure guys pew pewing each other. <laughs> yeah. There were also two Columbine shooters. <laughs> um, the, oh, I was going to say the audience is reacting to you saying I was pegged by the principal. And I did yeah. also clock that, but I it, it was preceded by in the wake of Columbine. So I decided not to say anything about it. But the audience didn't have Columbine that. made my principal horny in a really inappropriate way. <laughs> Also, it's uh, let me throw out there of like I was raised compared to several people in the chat pre-internet, and it broke you all. It broke you all (laughs) to such a deep degree. We're all just absolutely irrevocably broken, Um, unfixably. But so I'm so glad my family's computer was in the living room. So I want to throw out there, I'm, uh, I'm in the principal's office. It's my senior year in high school and I don't know where the principal's office is. (laughs) I have to go to the main office. I mean, like I'm supposed to see the principal and I don't know where they are. (laughs) Um, uh, so he explains everything to me and I'm like, I understand what happened here. (laughs) <laughs> I understand why I'm in this room. Uh, and it was so funny of, so I'm across from this principal who was explaining to me like, Hey, I get it. I understand what happened. I'm not worried about you. After talking to me for 10 minutes, he was not worried about me, but I'm just going to tell you flat out. I've already called your father. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I get it. And it was like, he's on the line. (laughs) And so poor Kurt Miller. I just hear. It's he literally he hits a button and I just hear Brian. I'm like, yeah. It's like, you know, we can't do that, right? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'll see you at home. All right. <laughs> if your dad gave you shit, you could have been like, I also got in trouble for Googling naked breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. So... During that fight scene, Brian, I was mm-hmm. um, back to Smallville. Sorry, <laughs> I was uh, at first. I was like, "Why is no one breaking this fight up?" Because there were like forty people watching, and then she grabbed the axe, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why I wouldn't fucking yeah. break that up." <laughs> two people were fighting. If two children were fighting together with an axe, I'm standing and watching. Like, fuck, I don't know how they're gonna get out of that one. I got, I got one more uh, off-topic uh, conversation. <laughs> Have you guys no, seen? No, we're done, Brian. <laughs> have you guys seen a fight in high school? Yes, plenty. Yeah. No. 
I did not scary. for the longest time. No fights in high school. Didn't see a single fight in high school. Senior year finals. I'm finally going to see a fight in high school. There's a whole crowd of people. It's a fight. I'm pushing my way to the front. I'm going to see this fucking fight. Guys, it was a rap battle. (laughs) (laughs) That's way better. That's great. Brian, let me tell you, the fights I saw in high school, there was no crowding around. It was like, get out of the fucking way. That's scary shit. It's a real fight. Like, people are... People are getting hurt. There was like one... A real fight is not a fun thing to watch. Oh, right, in right. My experience. Yeah. It's like, a, oh. But there were always kids who saw one and like, oh, man, it happened in this hallway. And I was never in that hallway. Uh, but, uh, okay, later at the Talon, Clark, Lana, Chloe, and Adam try to piece together why and how someone would want to kill Chloe. They realize that they both got suspicious emails just before the attacks. Clark guesses they were hypnotized. Adam. They all jump on board with this theory right away <laughs> to the point where they're finishing each other's sentences. Like, yeah, like a subliminal message. Yeah, I I get that Clark picks up on like supernatural shit like that. But it's very weird to like. Do they. I, I guess how familiar are they with the fact that supernatural shit exists in their universe? Unclear. But it's not supernatural, Cam. It's technology. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is hypnosis. Well, I guess oh, which isn't true. supernatural. Is it? So I mean, Chloe, Chloe is definitely hip that there's some sketchy stuff going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But this, this ian guy or whatever the fuck is adam sorry adam i guess he is too because he jumps right in yeah that makes total sense yeah great theory let me use my hacking skills sorry you're gonna get to that right now brian (laughs) uh adam helps them track down the ip address of the sender and they realize the messages came from the computers taken from the torch office. Clark wonders how Adam knows so much about martial arts, computers, and the human brain. Brian, I think this is the episode where people really started to think that this guy was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, because he because he has martial arts. Right. And uh, mysterious background. And they're like, right. Yeah, they're doing Batman. And you know what? Maybe they should have. <laughs> um, sorry, do you have a thought? No, I think you're going to get to it right now. Oh, yeah. I was just going to start reading the next paragraph. Yeah, I think that's. I think okay, that's great. Uh, so he goes to Metropolis. I, Clark uh, goes to Metropolis to ask Lex if Lionel is behind it. Lex realizes that the mysterious Molly probably was responsible. Lawrence Garner visits Molly in her loft apartment. He tells her that Max Taylor is questioning him about Chloe's scathing article on his dubious research. Uh, Clark and uh, Lex in Vancouver always cites, always like awakens an element of us in college and like trying to, I'm trying to recognize buildings. Nothing here struck me that much. Right. Um, I believe 
one of our teachers lived in an apartment building uh, that was it's featured tough. in there. It's tough because all those apartment buildings look pretty similar. They look pretty similar, but like one of style. our one of our teachers lived in a semi distinctive apartment. I truly believe uh, that it is in there. It's visible from the penthouse Did- apartment. Did you uh, go to your teacher's apartment? Did that's the you? thing. That's the thing about my very good college experience at Vancouver Film School is like maybe should have hung out less with drunk teachers. <laughs> Which teacher, Brian? Did you hang out? I'll with? tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> I to be clear, never went like it, he was dropped off at that apartment, but like was hanging sure, out yeah. with a bunch of was hanging out with students and was dropped off at his apartment. You <laughs> didn't go into the apartment. With no, 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 no. But you I've were seen not pegged <laughs> as you were by your principal. But no, I've seen the apartment from the outside. Um I do just want to say that every time you say goes to Metropolis, my brain is going, okay, drove three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except like, Clark doesn't have to. Clark can run. Oh, oh, true. But right. then they're going to be like, where's your car? Where's your car? <laughs> yeah, how did you get Though I guess like Clark could be like, no, I took the train in. Lex doesn't have to know that Clark ran in. Yeah, uh, that's true. Okay, Lana finds Adam preparing to leave the hospital. He mentions that he would rather stay in Smallville instead of return to Metropolis. He wants to get to know her better, but she questions his motives. He doesn't want to clean up the mess of her previous relationship, and he asks her to leave. Which... Wiki's kind of... Okay, but she questions his motives. Wiki's balancing over. Lana is immediately like, how do you know the things you know? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because of Clark keeping secrets from her, she's like, I don't like secrecy. Right. Um, and I see some red flags here. Right. Um, the funny thing about the scene is she comes in and he's literally packing his bag. He's almost done packing. Right. And then they get into a fight and he asks her to leave. Like, weren't you just leaving? Like, he's going to stay in that room just to prove a point. Fuck, I shouldn't have left. I should have just left. I don't have to sit in this room until he gets out of here. She also has uh, very normal reasons to be suspicious of him. And he gets very manipulative. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Very gaslighty. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you... Mm -hmm. Also... Is this the point where he like walks in and his opening line is like from the library? That's where I got the books, or is that later? That's later when he apologizes. Okay, okay, because you had a long time to think of that excuse, and she just <laughs> <laughs> so basically right. all all of the all of the abilities he has of like oh I I've been here in the hospital and I read a lot, and then when Lana comes in, she's like, where are all the books? Yeah. <laughs> And he does the classic gaslighting thing where he's like, I shouldn't have to answer that. Like, yeah. he's just right. like, right. basically like, oh, you don't trust me? Like, without answering the question until he th- takes six hours to think of the library. 
uh, support your local libraries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the message of this episode. It's great. I haven't bought an audiobook in years. I just wait at the library. It's great. Uh, the Libby app, highly recommend. Um, later, they have a real discussion about where their friendship is headed, and she persuades him to stay. She. This off- is the scene, Cam. We're jumping all over the place. <laughs> this is the scene where he comes in and says, uh, "The library." This is the scene you were talking about. Okay. She offers to renovate the apartment above the Talon and rent it to him. Uh, Chloe finds Wait, she offers to renovate. She's going to pay for a renovation. Or is I that guess coming out of Lex's pocket. <laughs> That's definitely like, coming um, out of Lex's, right? By the way, Lex, I told uh, this fucking guy which you know if, the if, apartment above the Talon. If he's going to rent. Look, what are we talking like Lex money, right? Like it's like, yeah, you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Well, also, if I remember correctly, at the beginning of the season when the Kents were about to lose the farm because Clark wasn't there doing all the work anymore, <laughs> their plan was to move into the apartment above right, the talent. Right. Right. Was it not renovated? Yeah. You were just gonna let the Kents move into some shithole? I guess uh do is that better is that worse than being homeless, Zach? <laughs> what is Lana's relationship to Lex? They are business partners currently on this coffee shop that used to be a movie theater. Yes, Lex owns. Lex oh, owns. Okay. Yes, he is a billionaire. Any, any other questions? He is in business with a sixteen-year-old uh, who he also, I think, is in love with. With kind of under. He will objectively marry later in the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not do, gross. Is it? Is it? Uh, do we think they know that right now? Like, is it building to that? Unclear that to me. I think the writers know that they are building to some kind of Lex Lana romantic something in the future. So they want to do a love triangle with Clark. I think they know that much. I don't know if they know the extent of it. I don't know if they know that they're actually going to get together. But they're definitely planting seeds for romantic tension between Lex and Lana. I also think, I also this is pure conjecture on my part, based on Michael Rosenbaum's uh, "Inside of You" and uh, uh, Talkville podcasts. I also think Rosenbaum and Crook are friends by this point, and think that this is a fun dynamic. Okay. Right. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't know because I thought on the Inside of You podcast they said that they were, they became friends later. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wrong. might be wrong. Maybe but I'm like, right. yeah, maybe it, I'm wrong. Either way, at this point, I I think maybe they're just both like, I don't know, bouncing off of each other is fun. Well, I think anytime you can add romantic tension to a scene in one of these kinds of shows, you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a, at this point, WB show, yeah, of course. <laughs> Are there two? Real Smallville podcasts. Not that this isn't a real one, but like real (laughs) (laughs) that there are there are Smallville cast members on. There are two. There is uh, Michael Rosenbaum has his own podcast. That is that is not Smallville. It's like a Howard Stern. It's like he just does interviews. Right. Right. It's actually pretty good. It's no, it's a good show. I like it. I listen to it yeah. pretty regularly. Uh, and then there, and then he also hosts Talkville, which is his small mm. podcast with Tom Welling. 
And then there's a bunch of other Smallville podcasts, none of which, except for one, has gotten past season one of the show. Um, I would one love to on... collab. I would love one... to do theirs. Wait, they do ours. <laughs> wait, I'm talking about random dudes who tried to start a, a yeah. podcast and yeah. bailed out on it. Us. Yeah, that sounds exactly <laughs> like something something Brian would want to do. Brian's going to start a, a phone number that they can call if he just had any you legit has- can call this number right now and get it can you actually okay. not please only smallville questions yeah. <laughs> don't you dare derail this train that is totally on rails we are finally gaining some smallville momentum don't fuck with it um okay uh i'm gonna read this paragraph i'm gonna go piss and then <laughs> all right but this paragraph Brian, do you want me to read the paragraph no i'm gonna read the paragraph and then you and cam need to vent or like a uh, vamp vent. based on this paragraph i've decided no, i've decided this pair i've decided this podcast is going up completely unedited we do have to do a quick <laughs> at the end of this do have to do a quick like we've we're putting this up on it uh but uh, I think an intermission. I think it's a two-parter, Brian. I was telling Cam. That's not a bad idea. To be continued. It's to be continued. That's not a bad idea. Uh, but, okay. Chloe finds Clark at the Torch office. He tells her what he learned from Lex. She recognizes Molly Griggs' photo and says that Molly is a super smart engineering prodigy who was being treated at the Summerholt Institute after a psychotic break. Chloe interviewed her for a story. Uh, She was writing about Lawrence Gardner, so they call Max Taylor to warn him. Unfortunately, Molly has gotten into... Molly has already gotten to his secretary, who kills Max during their phone conversation. Death by pencil. Time to pee. She stabs that motherfucker in the ear with a pencil. And it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Do you have a tally that you need to keep for ear stabbing? Pencil, pencil deaths. <laughs> what kind of pencil do you think they're working with there? Ticonderoga? Oh, for sure. I mean, why settle for less? If you're going to stab someone. I had a teacher in high school who called the Ticonderoga the Cadillac of pencils. It is. That's it truly, really is. I mean, I can't think of a better thing to call it. Like, that's no. what it is. I mean, have you ever tried to use yeah. a non-Ticonderoga pencil? It's a real piece of shit. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. It's like, just get a pen at that point. Uh, Arizona, he gets stabbed in the ear canal, like through, like to his brain. It's not like just like in the ear lobe or something. Yeah, there's a um, lot of like, there's a lot of ear stuff in this episode. Am I wrong? No, there's some ear we play. Took Clark, journey, Clark, we took a journey through an ear at some point, I think. If you have an ear fetish, this is a real good episode for yeah. you. Tell Clark, your ear yeah. fetish friends. Clark just got his ear super hearing last episode, so that's why you see the ear canal. Uh. I I truly loved it. It didn't feel like it went on for too long at all. I um... like this podcast. <laughs> Brian is a little tipsy, no? He's a oh, little yeah. tipsy, slurring yeah. the yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, you know when uh Ryan's a little tipsy because uh he 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 loves 
Hey, Brian. Hello. Go on. I I just think that I just think that maybe your decision to put this episode up unedited was a little bit of a tipsy decision versus uh it's also a lazy a decision. It's more than like more okay. way more than that a lazy decision. Yeah, cuz I do I do love the the tipsy Brian moments where you just have an idea um and it's always This is going up part. unedited. I agree with you Brian. Like I think no, I actually like a yeah. a. I'm incredibly lazy. B, I do actually maintain that this is a hangout pod that happens yeah, to be small. No, and I think, I think I Chad think is wrong. I think I, I appreciate Chad being here every week. <laughs> I think they're wrong. I think everything we've been talking about has been good. Um. Okay, guy got stabbed in the ear. Nothing That's really bad. to talk about, Brian. Dude got stabbed in the ear. Great, great. Uh, next paragraph is long. I think I'm going to try to get through it, but obviously if there's an emergency situation, say something. Uh, Clark takes Chloe to the Luther mansion for protection, and she tells Lex that she knows about Lawrence Gardner. Clark leaves to talk with Gardner and Lex, and Lex leaves to talk about the talk with the techs he put in charge of tracking Molly. When Clark arrives at the Institute, he confronts Gardner with everything he knows and Gardner has security escort him out. Clark uses his super hearing to hear Gardner make a call to Molly and overhears Gardner give the name of the apartment building and the number to the operator. When Clark arrives, he finds Lex is already there. Molly explains... Clark just walks right into this fucking apartment, by the way. Like, oh, um, there's a scene before all that stuff where Chloe walks into the torch and then like doesn't realize Clark is there and then sees him and is like, Clark, don't sneak up on me like that. Clark is totally stationary, just standing there reading. And she's like, don't sneak up on me. <laughs> Bitch, you walked into the room. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> okay. So. Clark walks into the apartment. Sorry, go, Brian, go. Uh, okay. Molly explains that she is defending Dr. Garner out of loyalty. He doesn't have the power to control her. She developed the program herself. Lex discovers that Molly sent another email, and Clark is hor- horrified to realize that it was to his mother. Just then, Chloe arrives at the Kent farm in response to Martha's phone call. Martha comes at her with a sickle while Jonathan chains her to a post by her neck. Uh, Hold on, hold on. We got a couple things to talk about here. Yep. First of all, how dumb is Chloe? Because quite, you know, there's there's someone sending emails out and hypnotizing people to kill you. And then your friend's mom calls you and is like, hey. Come to the come to the house because Clark wants me to tell you something. Or <laughs> and she's like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll come I can't over. think of a single reason why anybody's mom would call me and I'd be like, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, so and so. Only wants me my to come own over. mom has that power. <laughs> okay, my second thing is the email went to Mama K to Martha. 
And Jonathan Kay is also hypnotized. This means Johnny Kay is the type of guy who reads his wife's emails, right? <laughs> Johnny Kay with no dialogue in this episode. <laughs> or is he like just hovering over her on the computer like, who are you talking to? I do. <laughs> what, who's that email from? I do want to throw out there, uh, Zed Chowder, hi, welcome. Uh, where is this story from? Superman fan fiction? Uh, to which Arizona, uh, this point, Smallville, the actual television show that exists. <laughs> we have not, in fact, made this up. <laughs> so. Okay, but, okay, but if we did an episode where we wrote a Smallville wiki, like a fan fiction Smallville wiki entry, how many people do you think would notice that the it was move, not a real Smallville episode? The move is that we sneak one in. <laughs> well, yeah, we sneak if you're one on in. the Smallville wiki, you know it's made up. <laughs> <laughs> It would be interesting to try to sneak one in, do a full episode, and see who notices. What we should How do, Brian, is every time together? we have, every time we have a guest on the show who hasn't seen the show before, after they watch one episode, we should give them three real episode synopses and one fake one, and see if they can pick out That's which brilliant. one is. That's brilliant. It's real. Yeah. Which one's fake? That's and a lot less work than my idea, which is we write a spec script. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your idea is better. Uh, thank God, thank God, I was only learning about the show in film school because, like, definitely, like, we had a spec script assignment, and it definitely would have been <laughs> Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne hanging out. <laughs> I mean, why is that? A thank God, that would have been. We didn't get that because you didn't. Like, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> Uh, okay. Chloe knocks Martha unconscious with a kick to the head. Clark arrives and pulls Jonathan off Chloe, but when he tries to help Chloe off, or Chloe up, Jonathan comes at Clark with a meteor rock. He punches him several times before Chloe knocks out Jonathan by releasing several bales of hay stored on the upper level of the barn. They snap out of their trances. Uh, Mama K and Johnny K both get concussed. I think so. I think that is entirely fair. Boom. And is there more memory loss there? Yes. Oh, good call. (laughs) Um, The chick who killed the guy with the pencil. Yes. Mama K and Johnny K. That's three. Oh, baby. It's a real, it's a real bingo for memory loss going on. Right here. <laughs> Draz says all caps. What's this, Jonathan with the meteor rock? Jonathan has no dialogue in this episode. <laughs> He's he has just no here to do murder. Rock, John, Johnny K busts out that meteor rock whenever he has to to put his son in line. He has no problem. I want to throw out there. This is this is we're going back off topic, baby. Uh, Gusenberg. What is said, topic? Goosenberg says, yeah, I got a good chunk through season two, but 22 episodes is an unreal amount of season. Cam, I I don't know if you know this. 22 episodes used to be the amount of season. Yeah. I know that because I watched all of Supernatural. Uh, There there was something to, I, I, 
I'm missing it a little bit in shows that I really like. I really like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, which was a hot 10 episodes. And it was great that all 10 episodes were really good. But there was something to there. I think there is something to. I don't know. That's what I do on Wednesdays. Yeah. Whether the show is good or not, I'm going to watch characters I like have an adventure. Yeah, I do like, and it's part of the reason why I think I watched so much of Supernatural even after it got really, really bad. It started really bad, but even after I stopped really liking yeah, the show yeah, yeah. for what was going on, was because I really had become attached to the characters. It's there's just something to really, really meaningful way. Yeah, it's there's just something and, to yeah, when it's part of uh, your habit. Yeah. Um, um, and like, I like these people, and we'll watch whatever <laughs> happens. To even them even a meth thing is better than no thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I miss weekly television. It was my wife got screeners of uh what we do our current favorite show what we do in the shadows. She got like the rest Great of the show. season, um, and it was like oh so we could watch all of them but it's like i don't know i kind of like that it's what we do on wednesdays <laughs> yeah i kind of like that like oh a new episode of our show is out <laughs> um yeah i don't know i think binge watching is kind of i even smallville zach i don't, I don't know if you've experienced this i kind of like that just smallville's part of my week again yeah absolutely like just yeah. i watch an episode like of smallville watching, a week i like watching a tv show once a week it's like traveling back in time yeah it's, it's not a, to watch them. it's not a binge and like granted like my watching of smallville in college was binge watching the dvds of i watched zach's dvds <laughs> um it was i you know he gave me a season and then i trade the season um but there is something extremely nice to even doing this show that it's on sunday or, or whenever I watch the episode we're going to talk about this week. And it's just part of my week. And it kind of sets a week cycle that I don't know that yeah. I have in a lot of ways otherwise. Basically, modern TV is bad. Zach has brought his entire stack of DVDs. Zach, are you still currently watching them on the DVDs? Yes, mostly. Sometimes I watch them on Hulu, but usually I watch them on the DVDs. <laughs> That's the that way was. they were meant to be. The seen. way they were meant to be seen. Our, this our, is season one's cover, ladies, gentlemen. Uh, it's the season one. Zach, could you explain the season one cover real fast? It's just Tom Welling shirtless with the S. The it's when he's being crucified. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, episode. Zed Chowder, once again, welcome to the stream. I hope we come back another time. Uh, says, did the writer strike change that down to eight to ten episodes? No, <laughs> no, they just did twenty two bad ones, <laughs> the way God intended. <laughs> um, oh, here's the here's the scene with the marriage. Look at this cover. Preview uh, of I I think I believe this is the last DVD. So I came home from college. That's the set I bought. Right. That was the. This was the season airing when we were at school. Uh, right. Right. So I How bought that when I got home. Are there 
10. It, it went 10 years. This was a very successful show. Um, but uh, Okay, show and tell's over. <laughs> <laughs> How much did those cost? Uh, actually, a season DVD at the time was not inexpensive. Um, season DVDs, I'm still surprised by how much they cost when I see them like at Barnes and Noble or whatever. Like, I can't imagine there's a high demand for those. When I was, I'll say this when I was into anime in high school, uh, which was a thing, uh, an episode like a DVD with four episodes was at least $20-25. No. The, the Smallville DVDs were like $60 when they first right, the show. Right, right. Yeah. 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 And you were like, this is what I need to spend my money on? Well, you're getting 24 hours of content. <laughs> it's, or 22 hours of content. Yeah. At the time, that felt like a great deal. Well, you yeah. couldn't watch them online. You could not watch them any. There was to, no other way. That was how you, you could watch them. You had two chances to watch them on TV, and then you never could see them again. Right. And then yeah. they started coming out with DVDs, and you're like, fuck, I can watch this anytime I want. It was for amazing. For $60. <laughs> I think the only, the only DVD box that I've ever owned was like seasons one through four of SpongeBob. I remember I... I went through those DVDs very often. Great amount of content. But uh, also, that is always on TV. So I don't know why <laughs> I had to own that. <laughs> I remember purchasing a, uh, I'm a freshman in high school. I have $100 from my Catholic confirmation. Uh, <laughs> and I I purchased uh, the $120 Trigun box set. Uh, and I remember being with my father who had to drive me to the mall to pick this up and my father looking at me and going, this is all of your confirmation money. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> what is Trigun? Trigun is an anime with a man ah. with big hair and he shoots guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, a, a Dad in the chat says Trigun. I just finished it uh, for the first time a month ago. So good. I can't imagine it holds up. <laughs> uh, okay. The, uh, the next day, Clark visits Chloe at the torch and finds that Lex gave back the computers. She guesses he felt guilty about firing her dad. Chloe confesses that she feels like maybe she deserved what Molly did to her as penance for what she did to Clark. Clark assures her that he is partly to blame for pushing her away. He admits that Chloe found him at his weakest moment in Metropolis, and she gave him a second chance, and he owes her the same. They agree that while they can't forget what has happened, Chloe will stop trying to add Clark up and take him as he is. And their friendship is renewed. And the needle drop here is Hoobastank's The Reason. I think we'll talk about that when we get to... <laughs> so bad. Damn it. <laughs> so bad. Uh, um, someone in chat said that their family has the Lost Box set. I can bring out all the Lost DVDs too if you want. <laughs> I have... They're right over there. <laughs> I have Wait, several sorry. Lost Box sets. Do you think the needle drop is bad, or do you think that the song The Reason by Hoopastank is bad? 
Uh, I think the song is bad. The needle drop is. The song was hot. I no, had it was that a huge CD. Hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a huge hit. I was never a fan of that song, personally. And but. you were wow. right. Okay. And you were well, correct. We disagreed on a on a really <laughs> fundamental issue. I. Um... You think the song is good, but the needle drop is bad. Um, I think that the needle drop happens in a weird place because it happens before the interaction between. It doesn't, so it doesn't happen during the like apology scene. It happens in the entire scene through the entire scene before that, which right, is yeah. not an apology scene. So it's like, right. why is this song playing until a whole scene later when it makes sense? <laughs> and, great, and, that's a great point. And that felt weird to me because like that song is like iconic apology song which makes sense in that scene where they're like reconciling, but doesn't make sense, which I think the scene before it is with Lana and the other guy who's Adam or whatever. Wait, Adam. but isn't he apologizing? Kind of. They're reconciling. I don't, I, I don't remember specifically what the scene was, but I remember feeling like I would oh, no, you're right. Th- that's when she's showing him the that's when she's showing him the apartment that's not yes. an apology so, it's not right. an, so i was looking so i was like looking for the apology aspect of that scene because that song was playing mm. and i was like so why did that needle drop happen there instead of before the apology happened because like there's no way to ent- there's no reason to have that song playing if there's no apology happening that's what that song is Yes. So they were and foreshadowing. It's the apology most iconic coming. and best apology song of all time. And no. the reason is no. you. And I won't, I won't let you take that from me. <laughs> Lex approaches Dr. Garner and warns him against any further attempts on Chloe's life, who, I cannot stress enough, is a child. Uh... <laughs> He admits to having stashed Molly away somewhere safe with this, once again, uh, life-changing brainwashing technology. <laughs> um, uh, right. then just no game-changing. Really... <laughs> game-changing brainwashing technology. The world. You could take over the world with this technology. Any crime committed, anyone in prison would have to be able to be like, I was brainwashed, and that would have to have to come up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then he blackmails him, Lex, with Chloe's article. He threatens to have it published unless Dr. Garner helps him recover his seven weeks of missing memory, which for Lex Ooh. is learning Clark's powers. Yes, and that his dad is an uh, evil genius. Right, right. Uh, wow. Hey, we did it. We got through the We episode. did it. We got through it. We did it. Um, I think we still got a half hour left before we're going to hit that three hour mark, which is the, the sweet spot. I got things to talk about is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was interrupted when I was trying to talk about the reason by Hoobastank. Do you have more to say about the reason by Hoobastank? Cause like, okay, <laughs> real fast. We got, we got some featured music this week. We have try by Nelly Furtado. I don't remember mm-hmm. that in the show, but that was a big hit. 
Uh, we have So Damn Lucky by Mr. David Matthews. <laughs> oh, this is a big episode. This is a big music budget episode. Uh, and then, of course, we have The Reason by Hoobastank, an album that I owned and then later sold. And when I said, like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, the lady at the record shop was like, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all I'll say is the song. The song. I'm not not the album. The one song that I know um, makes me feel sorry when I hear it. <laughs> I will say me too, I, but but for different reasons. Yeah. I think <laughs> I will say on the album, I only liked the track "Spinning Out of Control," which is not a good track, but like when no, you're I 17. <laughs> Uh, there were some interesting notes here. Guys, the title, Delete, it means to erase something out of existence. <laughs> Thank you. And then noted in the wiki, it may also refer to Molly's wish to eliminate Chloe. <laughs> mm. Double meaning, those mm-hmm. clever sons of bitches. Real, real clever. Uh, okay. Uh, it is... <laughs> According to the wiki, <laughs> according to the wiki, it is very unusual for Chloe, a student columnist, to have her own desk at a big city newspaper. However, as Max puts it, Lionel does have a big influence. Oh, they 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 heard us complaining about uh, that. And they were like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> obviously, you're not paying attention. In reference to the title, Arizona says, like how I wish to delete the last two and a half hours. I'm going to throw out there, I don't know what you like about this. <laughs> if, if this wasn't good, I don't know what the show is. I do uh, like the commitment uh, of Arizona commenting as if they have to be here, <laughs> which no one said they do. <laughs> You could, in fact, log off. Arizona's at any doing point. a book report on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Kent has a non speaking role in this podcast. Um, I, I do not what, know what's about to follow. I'm about to cold read the following sentence. <laughs> It is odd that the deadly emails from Molly could only be opened once. (laughs) If it weren't twice, Clark would have killed Chloe there and then when they are investigating the barn. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Wow, that whole thing just fell right apart. Yeah, right? Um, So, uh, Brainwave... Uh, which is Molly's computer handle in this episode, is a DC Comics villain. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, do, it does not say in the wiki that that is a specifically a Superman villain. However, they are a Justice Society of America villain, of which Superman is a part of. Um, okay, uh, Adam walks through the halls of Smallville High and says the classic line... It's a bird. This is a catchphrase from the immensely popular Superman radio program. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, 
It's Superman. I don't think that was intentional. I also did not pick that up at all, and when I read that for the first time, went, nah, I don't know. No. I don't know. Because if it's not followed by it's a plane... Right, it, it right. doesn't really count. Cam, we yeah. we we, you know, we like to track lines that allude to like <gasps> Clark's gonna be Superman at one point. Do you think that counts? Does it feel uh, warranted contextually for him to say it's a bird? Otherwise, it yes. does. Yes, then no, I don't think. Yeah. That. <laughs> That doesn't feel like that. It's literally did not occur to me at all in in the line. If it's shoehorned in there. Right. Of which they do. Or if he was pointing to a bird that was right behind Clark and it looked like he was pointing (laughs) at Clark. It's a bird. (laughs) That's that's. It's for the reference here. He's making fun of Smallville High for uh, going too hard on their logo. Of the crow, oh, which yeah. is the crows, and so he points of like, oh, what, what's your mascot? It's a bird. <laughs> um, so like, I don't know, maybe, but I think no. it, it sounds very stretchy to me. Jury says no. Uh, here's something that's interesting to me. Uh, Martha's email address in this episode is cnh three two zero at instamail dot org. CNH320 is the license plate number of the car driven by John Schneider in Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's a that's a certainly intentional little whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um let's see. Uh Clark's email address is c-kent at svhigh.com, which is nothing. SV High? Brian, I appreciate that Small normally you read like school? normally you read one of these or two of them, oh. and like because everyone's complaining this is taking so long, you're reading every single. There are more inter- There are more interesting ones in this one than there are normally. Uh, and then final one, the final one, the final, the fifth and final, Zach Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, she must have been during the fight in the background or something. It's just in the high school. Just yeah. in the background. Uh, Evangeline Lilly uh, makes her fifth and final appearance as an extra on Smallville. This episode aired January 28th, 2004. I looked up beforehand. Lost would debut September 2004. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that Lost was so she was like filming the pilot or like right, right. around that. Right. It's her, her life, life was, was changing. Change. Her life was changing in a very big way <laughs> when yeah. filming this episode. Do you think J.J. Abrams, when he was casting Lost, uh, saw her Smallville tape? And was like, she was really good in the background. Earnest answer? No, not at all. <laughs> that was not her reel? I don't think so. Um, Cam, where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on the internet at KMM Godfrey on all social media platforms. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. This is the Talon Mix. It's a small little recap podcast, apparently for sometimes. nobody. Sometimes, but apparently for nobody based on the chat reactions <laughs> uh, to this episode. I had a great time. This is one of my favorite ones maybe this we've ever fun. done. <laughs> 
I love this one so much, and chat hated it. Um, but uh, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? I do, but first I wanted to make an offer to chat. I know it's been a long night, um, but if you want to stick around for like two minutes after we end the official podcast, I'm about to clip my cat's fingernails. <laughs> And I think that would be a fun thing to watch because I put them in a little blanket and they sit there and they hate it. Um, so if you want to stick around after that, uh, please do. I guess um, my yeah. question for the Smallville gods is this episode is uh, going to clock in at two hours and 40 fucking minutes. Are we going to ever top that? Are we going to make a longer episode than that on this show? Um, yes. Because when you have me for season four, I'm going to talk about Jensen Ackles for four straight hours. Great. Well, let's hear what the Smallville gods think, though. Good night, everybody.